Currently, we have 36 degrees in Lynchburg and Bedford, 37 in Roanoke and uh, Danville, and we have uh, 35 in Amherst and 36 in Appomattox. Glad to drive my car today. I had my old pickup because I need to drive it every now and then. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the heat does work, but apparently in 1989, heat wasn't as much a priority as it is in a 2007. (laughs) Kind of optional, you know. (laughs) I mean, hey, it blows a little warm. Quit complaining. I mean, it is a big cab you have to fill up. I'm, I'm just like, I've got to cut my, I'm only three miles down the road and I'm already cutting my heat back on my, you know, my little Honda, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, man, plus the radio works in my, <laughs> right. in my Honda. It doesn't work in my truck. And uh, aftermarket radio, I could make one work in it, but it is like the cassette player was a separate thing. That's like three inches by seven inches wide somewhere else in the dash so it's like i pull the radio out which is massive Mm -hmm. it's like i gotta build like a you know i gotta take a a four by eight sheet of quarter inch to make a template what is the the worst car you ever had when it came to a radio oh to heat oh uh well i never owned my my okay i didn't drive it but a volkswagen heat sucks because and i'm talking <laughs> about the notoriously because there's no there's no fluid i had, an a, I had a fastback okay uh, and, and my fastback was the same way it's an air-cooled engine and they had these little like um you know they're about three inches in diameter these little you know channels that would run that that would lift heat off of the cylinders mm-hmm. which wasn't that much heat right and and the heat sucked in that volkswagen bug that we had you know, it was a cool-looking car. I had the, this. Is what I had. Right. I. Oh yeah, you had, had a fastback. Those are cool. Yeah. Um. And and they were pretty cool, but the heat was horrible. Yeah. And if you parked on a hill, mm-hmm. it would like gather water. Oh. Like like if you were down and it rained, it would gather water, and then you would take off, and then then the water would, would come rush. into your lap. Oh no. Yeah. Oh gee. Yeah, that wasn't good. Wow. One time I was going to, I was singing somewhere, yeah. and I had, I was all dressed and everything, and and I take off, and I mean, it just looks like I wet myself. Wow. It was not a great look. So yeah, Volkswagen Beetle did not have yeah. good heat. Um, I had a vehicle, and you could get away with this in the 70s, you can't do it now. You could do it with 60s and 70s models. If you decided you wanted to pull the thermostat out, because the vehicle ran a little warm, you could do that, but the thermostat's there for a purpose, it's there to let the 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 water the antifreeze in the engine heat up first and then it through the temperature gauge in the thermostat then it opens it up and lets it flow through the radiator that way you can heat up the uh the the engine first and then get those waters and those you know jackets they called them the water jackets for your heat mm-hmm. and it would you know hit your heat your heater up faster but when you take the thermostat out all that water is flowing from the get-go, and it doesn't right. have a chance to heat up as quick. So, you know, I'd be three-quarters of the way to work before <laughs> I would realize heat in my in my vehicle because I took the yeah. thermostat out. You can't do that now. Yeah, probably probably not. not you can't, the newer I mean, ones. You can't do anything. And let me tell you what my stupid car did. So, Friday... <laughs> Sorry, Phoebe. Phoebe. I know, I know you're Phoebe down. Phoebe is like... Phoebe's down and out right she now. She is down at the, and out. At the body shop. So, hit a deer on right. Friday. Mm-hmm. Just tore up the front of, of phoebe right radiator mm-hmm. ac just uh, just crushed everything 
So after I I hit him, um, I you know I just kept kept going, and that's when I called you because yeah. then and and the thing came on saying, yeah, oh they, you're you're overheating, right? Whatever. So I pull over and didn't drive it after that. When we go to pick her up mm-hmm. on Friday, yeah, and my husband's driving her, yeah, all of a sudden it's going. We detect a problem with your car. Maybe you should reach out to your local Kia dealer. And blah blah blah. And I'm like, really? You didn't notice it when the big collision happened? Because I got nothing. <laughs> well, it was early. Maybe the system was, wasn't was awake, awake yet. yet. Yeah, wasn't maybe. awake at that time. He's like, he's just like, was your car talking to you? And I was like, no. Is talk over the speakers, huh? Yeah, it oh. was like talking to him through the speakers. Wow. Oh, we've detected a crash. Or we've de- well, you've detected it a day late. <laughs> not useful. Wow. Just too much stuff. Speaking of not being useful, there's another debate coming up. This one's going to be interesting. It might be useful, maybe. Yeah, because of who's going to lead it. It's much smaller. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes. And and some of it, Burgum dropped out yesterday, by the way. I know you knew it, Doug yeah. Burgum. That's why I'm running for president. Biden's an idiot. Yay! That's why I'm running for president. Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Yay! That's why I'm running for president. That was his commercial, basically. Wow. Uh, so he dropped out yesterday. So it is getting smaller and smaller. Not that we can, you know, disagree this, with this, any of this that. This time, the number of, you know, you know, questionnaires will almost equal the number of candidates on the right. on the dais. Yeah. So we've got DeSantis, Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. Ramosway. Yeah. And Christy, which yeah. Christy just just go. Yeah. You don't stand a snowball's chance. Right. And who decided not to participate? Donald Trump. Again. Yeah. Is the Donald. Yeah. He's holding a closed door campaign fundraiser. Sure he is. Yeah. Megan Kelly is one of the questionnaires. Okay. The what do they call them? The anchors, whatever. It's gonna be at the moderators. Uh, Moody Music Hall, University of Alabama in okay. Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tuscaloosa. There yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. who else is going to be? Uh, well, uh, Elizabeth Vargas, uh, Megan Kelly, and one other lady who uh, works. Okay. She, these are actual journalist-type people. So, I think they're going to get some. They're not going to do the gotcha like NBC and, and others have done. I think it's going to be one of the first substant, substantive debates. I wish Trump was there. Yeah. I really do. But, you know, this is what this analysis that I heard yesterday is that the polls are driving Trump. Trump constantly talks about the polls, the polls, the polls, the polls, the polls, the polls. Matter of fact, he got mad at somebody because they wouldn't recognize the polls. They wanted to ask him a legitimate. It doesn't matter. Look at my polls. Right. I mean, I don't want to look at your polls. Okay. Maybe Melania. It's it's always but not yeah. you. <laughs> it's always interesting to see how he tries to because he'll he's like a dog with a bone. Right. Once he gets on something, I mean he he is like laser focused. Mm-hmm. Desanctimonious, desanctimonious, desanctimonious. I'm going right. to say desanctimonious every time I can say desanctimonious. Right. And that was that was his thing, and it and it and apparently has worked it pretty has. well, much like the lion Ted thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. He is he is uh, trying to reclaim the destroyer of democracy. Oh, because you know that's their whole thing. Democracy is at stake. Yeah. Democracy is at stake. That's what the the Dems keep saying over and over right. again. And, and you're right, it is. Yeah. But but not for the reasons you you think so. Uh, so Trump has now taken to 
calling Biden the destroyer of democracy. Mm. I, it's so, too, too many words. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll shorten it right up. Uh, <laughs> it needs to be way. more pithy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, the, this guy that did this analysis, like I say, he's a smart guy. Um, he says, you know, the polls have driven the whole thing. You yeah. Know, and, and, and we really, I mean, we know about Donald Trump because he was president. But, you know, they say Trump is, is um, and he's, I don't know if, if it's just the everything that's after him nipping at his heels that he's a little bit off. But he's been a little bit off. He's, he's said some things that are not as bad as Biden, like memory kind of things. But, but there's some you're, slippage you're seeing going somewhere. on. You're yeah. seeing somewhere. Yeah. On Saturday, he made his, uh, well, perhaps most explicit argument to date on why voters should uh, see his rival as the bigger Democratic threat. Mm. Uh, Trump repeated his longstanding contention that the four criminal indictments against him show Biden is misusing the federal justice system against his rival. I don't disagree with yeah, that. I would, I would fully agree with that. He's weaponizing government against mm-hmm. his political opponents like a third world political tyrant. Yep. Biden and his radical left allies like to pose as standing up as allies of democracy. Joe Biden is not the defender of American democracy. He is the destroyer of it. That's a pretty good soundbite. Yeah. And and, and not inaccurate, I don't think. But yeah, I know what you're saying about seeing the... uh, seeing the wear you are seeing a little bit of of wear uh on him and it would get to you after a while i would think it's bound to here is something that 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 i heard yesterday too and it that's this disturbs me uh fbi arrests la actor and republican party official over alleged involvement of january 6th this story is 18 hours old and and again again you know weaponizing against people who dared Mm -hmm. stand and yet the people who took over the capital supporting hamas what are they doing with them nothing this gentleman i can't pronounce his name i apologize it's saki how do you pronounce that name massaqua saki massaqua the first vice chair of the la county republican party was arrested thursday by fbi agents at the hollywood burbank airport the agency confirmed it he was uh, reportedly returning with his wife, where the couple attended uh, the premiere of the Daily Wire film, Lady Ballers. Uh, and he's, I think he makes it. Oh, they it, don't like that Oh, either. they don't like it at all. I think he makes an appearance in there, a controversial comedy about mocking athletic, uh, transgender athletics, uh, according to Red State News, a media outlet which reported uh, about this. So, um, but it, it, it entails the fact that he was there on January 6th. Mm. Okay, witnesses... Uh, uh, let me see. And January 6th is almost, it's going on uh, three years. This this, yeah. this January, it'll be three because years. Because they're keeping it T-O-P, yes. or T-O-M, top, top. top of mind. Yep. They got to keep it top of mind. Yep. And, they, and they've done a great job mm-hmm. doing it. You're right. So. It, it, my understanding, and I can't get this line out of the article, I apologize, but the, the where I heard it reported yesterday, he didn't even enter the Capitol. He was just there attending. How, and and you and I know people that attended. Yeah, yeah. And who uh, you know, great people. Right. And and they didn't. And now enter. they they weren't in. They, they weren't in the, the Capitol. Capitol. Uh-uh. But but he, he didn't go. This guy got arrested. Didn't go in the Capitol. We either. know people who got docks. We know people who yes. lost their job. Yes. I mean, and, and there's a. 
Now, you talk about a threat to democracy. That's a threat to democracy. A business owner in our region, and I'll just leave it at that, said uh, a year ago, um, I'm not talking about this. It's finally calmed down. Yeah. I'm not making any more public statements. Right. He's afraid to. Yeah. He is afraid. And that's what they want. To comment in America. Yeah. Because he's fate of retribution. Yeah. That is a sad ass state of affairs. Yeah. In our country. And yes, Joe Biden has weaponized the Justice Department. He has. And look, I, I got made a comment yesterday. There's a new meme um, floating around and it's the whole, you know, I don't regret taking the jab and and you know all this you know I oh I was right and that kind of thing it's and it, a lot of people have shared it and I, it's just not useful right it, it, to me it just it's like you're trying to make other people feel stupid or less than and that was a private decision that everybody had the right to make right we supported the, your right to make whatever mm-hmm. decision but how is that useful at this point to share that and um. And I and I said, but it's America, and if you want to make a comment like that, you can perfectly make it, and then I can snooze you for sixty days, right. which is you know. Is that what it's called? Snoozing, yeah. Because okay. it is snoozy. Yeah. I mean, it's been years. Mm-hmm. Just get off it already. Yeah. I thought you meant like take a snooze. I'd if like you, to do that. If later. you get the shot, fine. You didn't get right. the shot, fine. Yeah. No one cares. I think we learned a lot during COVID. We did learn a lot. Some things that I would do different next go around. Right, and some things that I wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Was there some kind of a honoring at the Kennedy Center? I think Barry Gibb was yes. there and Dionne, Dionne Warwick, Warwick. Who was wearing slippers. She was wearing, very she was comfy. wearing her slippers. Yeah, she was. <laughs> And uh, Billy Crystal. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a big day. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, I saw a kind of unconventional Christmas program last night after practice because I came home and I couldn't really yeah, get wound down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I, I love Will Arnett and okay. Jason Bateman yep. and Sean Hayes, that whole dynamic that they have with, yeah. with Smartless. So, there is a, it's on Netflix, Who Killed Santa in Murderville? Oh. All right. It's on Netflix? Yes. Honey, I hope you're listening. We're going to watch that one. A Murderville murder mystery. And so Murderville, are you familiar with this at all? No, I am not. This is all new to me. I'm familiar with Fanville from Dr. Pepper. All right. Well, this is a comedy series with a murder mystery twist. And um, Will Arnett plays singer detective Terry Seattle. Terry Seattle, I yes. love it. Yes, I'm Terry Seattle. I've always wanted to be him. Yeah, and he solves murders with the help of celebrity guests. Oh. So this episode is about the murder of Santa Claus, and he teams up with Jason Bateman and Maya uh, Rudolph. Oh, I love hysterical. her. Oh, she is so funny. Now, she does have a little bit of a potty mouth, um, okay. for sure. So, but here's the thing. <laughs> 
So Jason and, and Maya, right. they don't know anything about what's going on. Right. They don't get a script. They don't get anything. They're thrown in to this thing. And okay, you got, help me out hysterical. here. Help me out here. They're thrown into it as actors. Yes. But they don't... They, they, they don't know anything about the plot. They don't know they So don't this know is anything. for real. This is like an impromptu movie? Absolutely. Oh, wow. And it's so funny okay because because he's <laughs> because he's like okay we're gonna interrogate <laughs> this person you're a good cop you're a bad bad cop and and so their interrogating is like okay switch it <laughs> and then and then he'll give them accents oh my goodness um this, this it, looks like fun it's very it's like fun. whose line is anyway it is sort of kind of um now it's pretty stupid right i mean it's it's silly it's very silly and because you can see the dynamic between will arnett and jason and he makes you know he'll make digs and i will say spoiler alert right there's one scene where they have to interview a guy like they're in a locker room and he comes out just wearing a towel oh jeez. <laughs> and and jason's holding it together pretty good will is losing it <laughs> And I'm like, and you knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. Anyway, if you're looking for something fun that still has that theme to it, Who Killed Santa in Murderville, you might you might enjoy that. And then, of course, it's got all the clues in there. Yeah. And then they have to, to guess who the murderer is at the end. And yeah. he does this whole thing on um, when he's when he's waiting to go on his, on his uh, he gets called in before he gets called in. It's like he pulls out a VHS tape that's like, die hard, only the good parts. <laughs> So, and then he's doing his whole Bruce Willis thing during the. It's just so funny. Will Arnett's hysterical. I love. I love when Maya Rudolph does the vice president. Oh, well, she does a lot. She does a lot of characters in this one. I'm not going to worry about the polling numbers. I'm just going to have fun and see if I can get some viral moments. Mama needs a GIF. Heck, the only black woman ever elected to the Senate endorsed me. Excuse me. No, no, Joe. There have been two black women elected to the Senate. And that second black woman, it me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Uh, She's funny. She is hysterical. She is the the reason we have Poker Face. She is responsible for Poker Face. Yes, sir. I did not know that. Yeah. Is she the writer? She's writer-producer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, Saturday Night Live, you've got her. I did not know that about her, by the way. Um, and then you've got, what's her name, who won the um, Mark Twain, I think, award. Um, oh, her name just slipped my mind from 30 Rock. Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. Very creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of her. Uh-huh. Gosh, she is short. Not Maya, the other gal uh, who Natasha. plays the carry, her character. Yeah. Is that show coming back anytime Yes, it soon? is. When? It, uh, well, next year. Next year? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she's the she's the reason that you know got that. That's got a that good through. show. Now there's some there's some language in that show. There is, but it's not bad. It's, there, it's, there is. It's and we're talking about Poker Face. Yeah. It's it's she drives the character drives a like sixty five Barracuda mm-hmm. that has a trailer hitch on it because she pulls a trailer in one of the episodes. They but, have um, not announced the uh, premiere date yet. Okay. And I keep waiting for Maya to. To be a guest star because they have guest stars every oh, single week. Yes, they and brought what's his name back uh, from. They had uh, Judith Cheers. Light, Ellen Barkin uh, was on there. Tim Meadows, Nick Nolte, mm-hmm. uh, Ron Perlman. I mean, the guest stars just go on, on and on, on and yeah. on. Who played the mailman on uh, Cheers? 
Oh yeah, he was he was uh, Cliff. Cliff, yeah, yeah. He, he owned a gas station in one of the episodes. Right. Yeah, that was a every good one. one of them had uh, had it, but she is responsible. And the, and they that, do make you cool. think those episodes. There, it's like Columbo. Yeah, it's like Columbo. It's modern day Columbo. That's what it reminds me of, and it kind of has those those little nods back to uh, to Columbo. Yeah. So my sister and I were talking about those old shows, and I thought Barnaby Jones was because of my grandmother. It wasn't. It was Pam. That love Barnaby Jones. Oh yeah, with Buddy Epson. And I've been rewatching Barnaby Jones. Have you? Have you now? I have, and I've enjoyed. They have rewatchability. I didn't think they would. Yeah. But they really do. Yeah. And and that was back in the day when a, a series had like twenty some episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. They, their season You'd ran have long. Like Twenty five hour yeah. long episodes. Yeah. And that was another one, much like Columbo, where it's one guest star after another, and it's before they became stars. Big big yeah. I mean, you've got all these people in there before they were anybody. It was mm. like a, a waiting room for CBS stars. Oh, okay. So they used their corral they, of stars. Oh, absolutely. Up and coming, yeah. Yeah. Lonnie Anderson, pretty much the whole cast of Wait, KRP. Lonnie, Lonnie was in an episode? And she was a brunette. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to watch. I know, right? Find out which episode it is. <laughs> So I don't have to sift through too many of them. I don't have a lot of time After, right now. Well, I when I'm I'd like in the to kitchen, see her before Christmas, Janet, if you can arrange it. She she's pretty girl, <laughs> and she's really young. Yeah, in that imagine. one, and the way they film her in the episode, right. she is lit like an angel. Oh, she? Like she's backlit, and I'm like, holy cow, who was your agent? Wow, back in the day, <laughs> was yeah. this a uh, was this a pre-appearance of Touched by an Angel, maybe? I don't know. CBS. Maybe. That was CBS, too. You know. She had a great cameraman. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> 831 here on the show. Thanks for being here on this Groovy Tuesday. We'll have a couple local stories for you. Uh, we'll finish it out with some fun stuff, too, towards the end of the program. Thanks for being here. 38 degrees in Appomattox, 37 in Amherst, 38 in Roanoke and Salem, 39 in Danville, 38 in Lynchburg, and in Bedford. Have you ever seen a Publix store? Maybe you were in Richmond, because Richmond has a, a Publix, Publix originating from the state of Florida, where I'm from. As a matter of fact, when we used to drive home a certain way, we would pass by one of their distribution centers, which was huge. The supermarket is now headed to Roanoke. A spokeswoman for the county confirms the company bought a parcel of land in the Brambleton Old Cave Spring Road area. Uh, no timeline has been uh, released, though. Uh, again, mentioned it is a Florida company, and uh, they have stores in uh, primarily 1,300 of them in Florida. They have stores in Alabama. I noted in the first hour that my niece is a manager of one of those in Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee and Richmond area in Virginia. Uh, we'll have one in Roanoke coming soon, I would guess, in the next year or so. They have really good sushi, I will say that. Henry County Sheriff's Office said they took a 33-year-old into custody in connection to an August homicide. Uh, Antoine Hampton, 24, of Axton. The homicide occurred on August the 11th. Uh, throughout the course of the investigation, it was determined that an altercation ensued between Antoine and Akeem Clark, and it was determined that during that altercation, Akeem produced a firearm and shot Hampton, deputies said. According to deputies, warrants were issued for Clark and uh, for second-degree murder, use of a firearm, a commission of a felony, and possession of a firearm after having been convicted of a felony. Gas prices stabilizing in Roanoke over the last week. It is down, though. 
uh, considered about a dollar. Where is my number here? I think it was a dollar seventeen since last year. Uh, the highest gas price in Roanoke, four eighty nine, and the lowest was two seventy one. Uh, that's what Gas Buddy has been reporting. Uh, it's a difference of a dollar eighteen since last year. Uh, the lowest price they uh, found in the state yesterday, uh, on average, wait a minute, was two fifty nine per gallon. All right, and then the highest was four twenty nine. I had those numbers wrong. I was trying to go by memory, and you don't trust your memory when you get this old. Well, I don't trust your memory. <laughs> so, so there's that. Anyway, the the great thing is though, um, is that prices are down make it a little easier to travel if you're going to travel this coming, uh, you know, Christmas. Because uh, we always have the war stories about traveling by air. And some of you do it, and you do it very successfully. And then some others don't, you know, have as good an experience. Kind of like what happened to us. Coming back from New Year's Eve, flewing, uh, flew over North Carolina when the plane turned around. They go, we can't land in Rome. New Year's? It was New Year's Eve, yeah. Oh, it was okay. December 31st. Gotcha. That Tur- would be New Year's. Turned that yep. flight around. Mm-hmm. Ended up driving back to Virginia. Jeez, oh, I and, do remember uh, that. Yeah, it was, vaguely. It, it was a long day. Long yes. Day. As we get closer to the Christmas holiday, the deadline to ship those gifts and ensure they get there on time is rapidly approaching as well. Uh, to make sure that you're meeting those deadlines, here's your guide for knowing when the last possible minute is that you can send something out and have it guaranteed to arrive Hold by on. Christmas. We're, we're using I'm that writing term it down. guaranteed very loosely. <laughs> kind of like guaranteed will di- get you back to Rona by yes. 8 o'clock. Uh, it can be broken <laughs> down into three options. Yes. For whether you're on time, late, or panicking. Okay. Okay. And it's going to cost you <laughs> if you're panicking. Uh, USPS Ground Advantage. Your deadline is December 16th. First class mail, including greeting cards, December 16th. Priority mail is December 18th. Priority mail express is December 20th. Bearing in mind, the longer you wait, the more you'll have to pay Mm -hmm. if you want to get it there by Christmas. So the best practice is to get it done sooner rather than later, obviously. All right. So. Okay. You know, I remember one time, this is like, gosh, I don't know. 10 years ago, maybe, that I was going to, I had a friend who lived in Germany, and they loved my pound cake, so I was going to mail them a pound cake. Okay. It was going to cost me like $75. No. To to oh, get that no. there. Can you imagine what that would cost now? Oh. I can't even no. fathom what yeah. that would cost. Yeah. Yeah, prices have yeah. just gone. A little bit through the roof. Out of control. Yeah, a little and bit. I, and out, you know. Let's let's talk about a year from now. You think where do you think we're going to be price wise on things? You think it's going to Depends stabilize? Depends on who you listen to. Yeah. <laughs> according to according to Joe, we're doing great. Although we did have that story about uh, deflation in some areas. Mm-hmm. Rarely does do prices come down though. Right. I mean, very rarely. I, I think I think some things will come down, but I think inflation will stick. Oh yeah. In some cases, I went to buy. Some cinnamon sticks, you know, like you put in, in like wassail yeah, yeah. or Russian tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. A little, little container of cinnamon sticks was over $10. Really? For Jeez. cinnamon sticks. Wow. I was like, well, we're going to have to wassail without that this year because well, I'm not paying that. I just am not. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Uh, Colorado father Man. is suing the state's largest school district there, mm-hmm. claiming that staff refused to let him display a straight pride flag along with the gay pride flags okay. or the progress pride flags that are on view throughout his child's Denver school. Nathan Feldman argues his children are being barred from exercising their freedom of speech in a case of viewpoint discrimination. Feldman's lawyer blamed equity policies like Denver's for the overt sexualization of content in elementary schools nationwide. Progress pride flags and gender identity books geared towards young children encourage students to ask about them and foster one-sided conversations around inappropriate topics for the classroom, he said. If we had more parents like Feldman, these policies would have never been rolled out in the first place. And they'd be teaching kids, oh, I don't know, math and science. Right. They wouldn't be talking about sexual orientation and homosexuality and having this flamboyant breeding ground for inappropriate context. The conflict began in October of last year Mm. when Feldman visited Slavin School, where his twin children were second grade students. Second grade he noticed dozens of progress pride flags, so the rainbow flags, right everywhere. Uh, it's apparently it's a redesigned version of the of the um, pride flag because then you've got to you could put the transgender, yeah. So right. they've like adjusted it, it there. there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. He Feldman told his children's teachers the flags were not inclusive of all Slavin students and only represented one viewpoint. He asked if he could place an identically sized flag representing his children's views on the same topic, along with the existing flags. Uh, allegedly offered an example of a straight pride flag. Teachers did not respond, but Feldman continued to raise concerns. The school principal al- allegedly replied in an email that the district supports the rights of employees to post a rainbow flag or other sign of support for LGBTQIA+. Students or staff because their symbols consistent with district's equity-based curriculum. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I had one flag growing up, and that was the American flag. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you see the state flag. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued by California's flag because it had a bear on it. Right. Right. You know, of course, I'm part of the patriarchy. So, of course, you are. You know, you so, cisgender male. So I I guess you know, we grew up. With learning math and English, for those of us that paid attention in class. Hmm. But one thing I did get for sure from from my folks was a good work ethic. And, I mean, that's like work ethic. I mean, you got to have yeah. a safe space from work. Where's my safe space in your building well, so look, I don't have to think about my job? The lawsuit seeks $3 million in damages. And is meant to hold the district accountable for intentional discrimination. He also said uh, and stressed that Feldman never asked the school to remove the pride flags and Mm -hmm. is in no way attacking the LGBTQ whatever community. It is a simply straightforward issue of viewpoint discrimination in public schools, period. Uh, They also claim that during a meeting with Feldman, the principal the district's family constituency specialist said sexual orientation, gender, and race protections only apply to homosexuals, people of color, and trans people. Wow. White 
kids, white straight kids just don't have the same rights in the district size, Yoder said. Imagine if those two categories of race and sexual orientation were substituted with another identity. Let's see how that would play out. Of course, you know, you got to remember mm-hmm. this is this is a country where the current administration literally put pride of place for this flag mm-hmm. on the White House. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in the center. It was in the center between two American flags, right. which shows predominance. Right. That's that's where that's where we're at. Pride of place. That's what that's what that was. So there you go. I just want to go to another planet. <laughs> See, I don't know. Yeah. What if the other planet's worse? Could be. And it could happen. It's a crapshoot at this point. Pretty much. It's 845. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Nanu, nanu. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Well, this story is almost biblical, I would say. A, I want to meet the man. <laughs> a, well, I don't know that a man was much involved. Uh, a 70-year-old woman in Uganda mm-hmm. has given birth to twins Okay. after receiving fertility treatment. Oh, okay. I see where the man's not involved. Making her one of the world's oldest new mothers. Mm-hmm. Safina... Namakakawe, or whatever, gave birth to a boy and a girl Hmm. this past Wednesday via cesarean section. Okay. She uh, had been receiving in vitro fertilization treatments. They say she's healthy. She's talking. She's walking around. If they tell her to walk around the hospital, probably because she can't remember things. I'm guessing. Um, I'm almost there. Oh, Lord. It's a little while away from that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, oldest woman to deliver a baby at the hospital whose proprietor was a prominent gynecologist in the East African region. A proprietor? Is he the one that inseminated her? Uh, yeah. Okay. The Just hospital specializes in helping couples who struggle to have children. Because they're 70? <laughs> Breakthroughs in research are improving success rates in IVF treatment. Media reported a 73-year-old woman in southern India. What? I'm sorry. I was just thinking of. (laughs) A 73-year-old woman gave birth to twin girls in 2019. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why would you be doing this? I don't know, but I'm. I mean, look, you know how Colt felt about taking care of a puppy. I mean. What is the motivation here? I mean, sure, you could save on diapers because you can get like bulk rate on that. A little something for the kids and a little something for mom. I mean, I'm a terrible person. I'm going to go sit in the corner now. I just don't understand why a 70-year-old woman would want to to, to have babies. I just don't. I don't get it. But you know what? You do you, lady. Yeah. You know? Well. Of course, they're going to be orphans pretty pretty young. <laughs> well, you don't know what the... the. I don't even know that, that there's a dad involved well, I don't, in, I, the, well, in the picture here. I want to know if he was the donor. I, was I dad the donor? I don't want to know. That's too you much know. information. I just don't want well, to know. I mean, 
I just don't. We're talking about diapers. Can you imagine seeing a 73-year-old woman walking around pregnant? Oh, I, I can't. That would be the weirdest thing to see. I mean, you know, it's in our culture, if you're in your late 30s or 40s, you're thinking, you yeah, know, you're, you're getting to that timeline where it can right. be unsafe for everybody. But I wonder if it was even her eggs. It probably wasn't even her eggs. Right. Because, I mean, 70-year-old eggs. Oh, I mean, come time. on. I don't waffle, know about that. Waffle House and get some eggs, I guess. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think that's where those came from. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know my mother-in-law, if she's listening, she's going, wait a minute. Your wife was a late gift in life to us. I was in my 40s. Not at 70, though. No, I know. I, know I mean, good grief. <laughs> um, you know, we've told stories before about late things getting delivered to the library you know, like books oh, and things yeah, being yeah, turned yeah. I in. I found a book, you know, due since 1969 or something. A vinyl record that was 47 years past its due date oh, was returned <laughs> to the Boston Library. The guilt was killing him on his deathbed. I guess. I don't think I would have returned this one. Uh, the Jamaica Plain Branch of the Boston Public Library said staff members emptying out the return bin discovered a vinyl record of... Uh, anthology by the group junior walker and the all-stars oh wow that's probably worth something which was due back uh, in october of 1976 <laughs> it contained a punch card from the eggleston square branch library where the record was originally part of the collection right uh records no longer in the system as none of the branches stock vinyl records anymore well that's unfortunate because yeah. a lot of people are going back to vinyl oh, they are Maybe. Librarians said they don't know who originally checked the album out or who returned it. No fines would have been issued for the late return. Wow. Now, I think I would have kept that one. I, I would have as well. Yeah, no doubt. Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Mm. All right. I like it. You know, a lot of people didn't even know that you could go to the library and check stuff like that out. Yeah, movies. You know. Books. Yeah. I remember when the DVD craze came. I mean, actually, even preceding that was the... The VHS. Mm -hmm. Did they put rewind? Please, you know, be re kind. Rewind, or we're going to charge you like Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, did probably. I think that's why Blockbuster went out of business. <laughs> and you know, the people that wouldn't rewind their DVDs, it just, it just uh, was too much. Well, it was a pain. Boy, that one went right by you. Huh? You didn't hear me? Rewinding their DVDs. Because when you get to that point, I just have to like just I'm, let it go. I'm just in survival let mode at that point. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get through. I, I gotta get, I gotta get through the next four minutes. This groovy Tuesday has been like a groove, you know, down a I bad can only path. Handle so many of your dad jokes before <laughs> I just have to turn it off. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help myself. Yeah, I don't. We're get, getting text in. I don't know why it didn't. The article didn't say why she decided to become a mother at 70 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i don't know uh oxford dictionary oxford university press yeah uh, language experts uh, -huh. uh have chosen the word of the year oh okay let's see what it is yep um they were charmed with the popularity of a term used by generation z to describe someone's ability to attract another person oh Making okay. it the dictionary publisher's word of the year. I will tell you, this word was used with one of my friend's middle school children, and she set that straight real quick. <laughs> oh, really? Cause, yeah, because he had texted uh, her daughter and said he was going to riz her up at Ooh, lunch. That doesn't sound good. It does not. No. Uh, apparently, the term 
is derived from the word charisma. Oh, okay. And is defined Not too bad. as style, charm, or attractiveness. Okay. The ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner. Okay. Oxford said... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> said an interview with actor Tom Holland where he was asked about the secret to his riz. He responded, I have no riz whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> That's when it became popular. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I can't really see. Other terms uh, beat by riz for word of the year included swifty. We know what that yeah, is. Yeah, that, didn't do. not, yeah. that did not yeah. deserve word of the year. Yeah. Uh, situationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, an informal a romantic relationship and prompt instructions given to artificial intelligence program. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Finalists were selected by public vote. I don't know what I think about that. I don't know. Because but... you see yourself, you know, it's not very charismatic. It's not a very yeah. charismatic term. No. You're like, hey, I'm going to riz you up. Get away from me. <laughs> You're on the morning. You're bothering me, kid. You're on the morning jam. Uh, Do you feel rizzed this morning? (laughs) It's just so cringy. Mark, you sound sound like you got a little bit of attitude this morning. You need to be kind and rewind. (laughs) Well, it's it's yeah, he does. This is true. I agree. Lord, what what was it? A two? Was it a two fifty charge or something? If they had, it was a lot. Like if you had to rewind the VHS tape. I don't know, but I remember. Remember, they sold the accelerated rewinders. Yes, Do you remember I would, that's what prompted me to go out and <laughs> and get one. I bought it at the Big Lots. It was shaped like a Corvette. Yeah, I remember yep, this. Yeah, just a rewinder. That's that was yeah. its only job. And I saw a uh, I saw something on Facebook this morning. It was a black dog with a frisbee in its mouth, and it said UBU Productions. And it said, "You knew you were a kid of the '70s and '80s when you knew." Sit, boo boo, sit. Good yes, dog. exactly. <laughs> Good dog. I remember that. Good dog. Sit, boo boo, sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family ties. Yeah. Family ties and Wonder Years and all those shows had yeah. that UBU Productions at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now there's some podcasts trying to like take that over. Yeah. You know, um, but it's not the same. Well, no. You know what? Y'all good day. You be you, and we'll see you later. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta be you. Nobody else wants to be. I mean, <laughs> or that would be I be me. I be me. Oh, other people had the Corvette Rewinder. Yes. Yeah. See, mine was just a square one. I didn't get the fancy it's car. Boring. It was boring. The only reason I got mine was because it was at Big Lots and it was like being. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. But I would not let it be seen because I thought it looked tacky. Oh, so okay. I would hide it. I I purely bought it bought it because it was cheap, right. not because it, was the, it was the shape of the car. Sure, it was because it was cheaper than the plate one that I you could, could buy. probably get a dollar maybe for it at the flea market if you, you still know, had it. You know, that's something I don't I don't see very often. I don't see too many. I'm going to see if I can buy a fortunately a rewinder I've got boxes of VHS tapes, cassette tapes, eight track tapes. Wow. Yeah. Some albums, no. Well, I have a uh, some 45s, but yeah. You know, who you haven't had on in a while. Who? Is, is your record guy? Oh yeah. We should call him and Mighty John. John. Yeah, Mighty John, the record guy. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll give him a little ringy ding. Ring it a ding, ding, da ding. See what he says. Make today awesome as you ring it a ding and you be you and. We'll see you tomorrow. Janet will be Janet, and I'll be me. See you then.